Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. Dr. Sandra Klopper is an art historian and former Deputy Vice-Chancellor at the University of Cape Town. She has written extensively on art and culture in South Africa. Her latest book is on Irma Stern, one of the leading South African artists of the 20th century. The book, entitled Irma Stern, Are You Still Alive?, contains the letters Irma wrote to her friends, Richard and Freda Feldman in Johannesburg from her home in Cape Town while on her travels in Africa and Europe. The letters provide insights into this remarkable personality. Uh, Dr. Klopper, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Congratulations on an extremely beautiful book. That's what everybody calls it. Dr. Klopper, how did you come to the letters? Well, actually, it was um, uh, due to going to Israel in, I think, 2013 or 14. I can't remember. I went there for a bar mitzvah at the Western Ward of my friend Barbara Buntman's uh, nephew. And on that occasion, for complicated reasons, I ended up uh, meeting Mona Berman, who is the daughter of the Feldmans. And she had already worked on the letters, in fact, published a book that was based on the letters. Um, but I was so intrigued by the letters themselves that um, I convinced Mona that we should actually publish the letters in full um, as part of a larger project on, on Ermiston, which is really how it uh, came about. One of the things that um, strike you early on in the book is Ermiston's uh, punctuation and writing skills. And, and clearly... Um, Okay, do you want to tell me a little bit about that? <laughs> well, she was a brilliant painter, but she could not um, spell for life or money in any language, not in German and not in English. She was, however, fluent in uh, Dr. Sandra Klopper, I think we've lost her. We're going to try and get her again. Um, while we do that, let me tell you about... The uh, Dache Noam Water Drive. So if you would like to, join the Dache Noam Water Drive and fill up two giant trucks by next Wednesday, the 7th of February, 2017. We are collecting both drinking water and grey water for cleaning in any sealed vessel. So please label accordingly. All water may be dropped at Dache Noam School, 159 8th Avenue Highlands North or 52 Elray Street Fairmount at any time. The trucks will be driven to Cape Town and the water will be donated to Highlands House, the Jewish old age home, as well as other needy establishments through our partner Jewish schools. You may also donate and we will purchase bottled water here in Johannesburg. Cape Town is completely sold out on your behalf and added to the truckload. Donations may be made to Dache Noam FNB 626-9565-6573 and the reference is water. Watch the space as we announce further schools who have accepted the challenge and are partnering with us. Please spread the word. I'm hoping that Dr. Klopper is back with us. I am. Yes, oh, I am. that's excellent. So you were saying that um, she, she couldn't spell at all? No, she well, and she had a very strange syntax. Um, and, and Mona transcribed the letters and she kept changing, uh, like correcting all these mistakes in, in, in Irma's writing, which I then uncorrected uh, for, the, for the letters. So the letters, as you see them, are there warts and all in the book. Why did you think it was so important to see those letters in that kind of writing? 
Um, I think it's just academically correct. Um, if you want to create an art to be accurate, so it becomes a resource for other people as well. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't think it made her a little bit vulnerable? Oh, no, no. I mean, she was far too tough and self-assured, although, of course, she was also vulnerable in some ways, but too tough and self-assured, I think, to be in any way... Um, Undermined <laughs> or affected. <laughs> so what do you think the, the letters reveal about her? I mean, she's, she's quite bossy. She was extremely bossy. In fact, uh, the proofreader on the book told me that um, Frida Feldman must have been a saint <laughs> to have put up with um, Irma to the extent that she, she did. Well, the letters, uh, you indicated that the letters she wrote while she was traveling, she wrote the letters throughout a 34-year period to the Feldmans and mainly to, to Frida. I think they reveal all sorts of different things. At times, they are full of ideas about her own work, at times they are uh, heart sore, and she uses that word herself about uh, a failed relationships of which there were many. Um, so they are very complex. At times they are bossy to Frida to get Frida to make sure that her exhibitions in Johannesburg would go according to plan. Um, and I think they're just very rich, very varied, um, and very interesting. And what does it say about their friendship? I mean, she started off being friends with Richard Feldman, but I wasn't clear from reading the book if this was a romantic interest or not. Yes, it was. It was definitely on her part, but then she did project romantic interest onto uh, several men through her lifetime. And it's interesting that at first when she meets Frida, she's um, basically rude about her as a sort of unsophisticated young woman. Um, and then Frida becomes this extraordinary rock in her life. Um, and not only a rock in her life, but after her death, Frida was instrumental in the Ernestine Museum being declared, uh, the, the house being declared a museum. What is also fascinating is that how different the two women were. You know, um, Irma obviously coming from a very rich German Jewish, uh, steeped in arts and culture kind of background, and Frida being the opposite. Yes, well, um, yes, but Frida became, I think, uh, you know, she she worked for arts, she traveled internationally, she became uh, a very, well, somebody described her to me, a relative of hers described her to me as being a very formidable woman. So she was a formidable woman. So both both were quite formidable, so it was an equal match at least on that. Absolutely, eventually, definitely. (laughs) And, And also, I mean, the warmth. You can see from the letters the warmth. And how regard that these two women had for each other. Yes, absolutely. They also have their spats, um, and there are in indications in the letters um, of that. But it was an incredibly firm and trusting friendship for a lifetime. Um, Dr. Glover, we're going to take a short break, but after the break, maybe we can look at the kinds of things that go into an art historian deciding on which pictures to choose in putting a book like this together. Okay, that would be very interesting. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zeffert. And I am talking to San- Dr. Sandra Klopper, who is an art historian and former Deputy Vice-Chancellor at the University of Cape Town. She will be the guest of the Great Park Community Center on Wednesday the 7th of February, and she will be talking about her new extremely beautiful book, Irma Stern, 
are you still alive? Dr. Klapper, as I said, the pictures in the book are absolutely mm. beautiful. How do you, as an art historian who wants to be true to the artist in all her flaws and brilliance, decide on which pictures and what captions? Well, largely it was determined by the narratives because there are several essays, uh, one by Mona, which is lovely, on um, the friendship between her parents um, and, and Irma, another by my husband, Michael Godby, on uh, the portraits of Frida, and the rest, I think there are seven other essays by me. So I think largely it's the narrative that determines uh, what sort of image would work. And sometimes it's the letters, the letters where she actually speaks about particular works. In every instance, I tried to find that work to illustrate alongside the letters. And in most cases, I was able to do so. Yes? No, no, I was just going to say, and I had enormous assistance from the auction houses locally and internationally, Sotheby's, uh, Bonham, Strauss, uh, Aspire, Everybody really rallied uh, to help with images well, I was, and, and the museums. I, I was just going to ask, because um, some of Irma Stern's work are also in private collections for, among very lucky people, I guess. But um, how did you go about sourcing the works? Um, uh, 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 I traveled. Um, I went to different museums. Um, we also used some from the Irma Stern Museum itself. I used a lot from the Rupert Museum in Stellenbosch, and this is a really interesting story because uh, Irma became very close to uh, Rupert, the entrepreneur, towards the end of her life, and he, in fact, purchased 14 of her works in the year before she died, including the one that I use as a frontispiece, The Eternal Child, which was her treasured picture that she kept, and in, in, in effect, um, gift, not quite gifted to him, but uh, assigned to him as the caretaker on her death. And and um, uh, Dr. Klopper, are you still there? Yes, I am. Oh, good. I have this fear of losing you in the middle of a conversation but, um, <laughs> that I feel I have to be reassured all the time. Irma Sturm obviously also traveled a lot, and her art talks to the places she went to. Uh, what for you was most revealing in putting this book together? I think for me what was fascinating um, uh, through her travels, particularly Zanzibar and, um, and, and Africa, but subsequently after the Second World War she went back to Europe as well. But what, what really fascinated me is how she established connections in different contexts to set up her easel and work. So that in Zanzibar, in her second trip, she actually lived in a house and models would come to the house from across the mo- at the mosque, across the road. Uh, when she was uh, at Lake Kivu in, in Rwanda, uh, she pe- painted members of the Tutsi royal family. Um, and when she was in the Congo, she stayed in a guest house um, at a Mabetu chief. And she, uh, she must have spent... Uh, more than a month there so she did a lot of work um, while she was staying in this guest house uh, in the Congo and her, her being Jewish to what extent do you think that impacted on her art it's interesting because in the introduction you know I speak about that and about the particularly in the 1930s there was this idea that uh, floated around about the Jewishness of certain artists and how you might recognize that Jewishness in their art. I don't think she personally 
um, really identified herself as a, a Jewish artist. In fact, she was quite rude um, at one point, and I write about this, uh, about um, an interest uh, by the Jewish community in, in artists quite simply because they were Jewish. But it's very interesting that in her case, after the Second World War, and I think this was not uncommon uh, for sort of cosmopolitan German Jewish, you know, the survivors, of course, um, that she became more interested in her own Jewish heritage. She could not speak or understand Yiddish, by the way, um, as an indication of the kind of background that she came from. Um, and uh, Dr. Klopper, you are obviously the guest of the Cyril Harris Great Park Community Centre, and you'll be talking on on her, your book on the Wednesday, the seventh of February. What kinds of things are you going to be talking about? I, I would like to. Well, one of the things I would like to do is um, to give some insight into the places that she went and what happened to the people that she painted. So, for example, she painted the queen, the Tutsi queen, uh, when she was a very young woman who was murdered in the Rwandan um, genocide um, in 1994. And that picture actually belonged to the Falcons. So there are these interesting uh, histories that come out of her work, and there are many of those that I find truly fascinating. And it must have been particularly at that time for a woman to be doing that kind of travel, or not really? Well, it's one of the things that I sort of uh, have a, a problem with the myths around her, um, that today I think it's more difficult to travel in the Congo than it was then from an infrastructure point of view, because there were trains, there were boats, you know, it took a long time, but you could get around. And there was also this very large Jewish community in what is now in Mombashi, Elizabethville, um, and she had an exhibition there. Uh, on the return, her return from her first trip into the Congo. Um, and um, I think she was very supported by that large Jewish community. There, there's a shul in Lumbumbashi that was um, built in 1929 and a huge cemetery as well. So I think we're going to leave the discussion there only because I would not want anybody to miss speaking to you because they've heard too much about what you're going to be talking then. But let me just, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about. And again, really congratulations on the book. So let me just give the details out. Dr. Uh, Klopper will be the guest of the Cyril Harris Community Center on Wednesday, the 7th of February, but you need to RSVP and you can do so on rchcc at telcomsa.net or you can phone Renee or Hazel on 011-728-8088 and Dr. Klopp I'm sure the book will be on sale then Yes it will be, yes, yes it will be and certainly a book that anybody would want to have so thank you very much for joining me that was Dr. Sandra Klopper an art historian on her book Irma Stern, Are You Still Alive?